So tell me a little bit more about what you've been doing with like your online coaching and your new program that you just launched with everybody. Oh, yeah, I love it. So I've been focusing on um, transitioning out of the beauty industry, which has been my main focus for about the last eight years, building a business in that and um, focusing on self-image coaching. And I launched an inner circle, which is a membership for people to come. And it's a monthly membership and we do live. And also um, there's live gatherings. And then there's also um, self-study curriculum that people um, the students can go in and learn in their portal like at a self-paced and so they can kind of intake the information when um, they feel ready for it and we focus on inner child healing emotional healing rewiring your habits and um, basically all of those like encompass your self-image so your self-image is your self-concept it's the things that um, you believe that you are and how that's made up is from your experiences like how people reacted to you in childhood and how you internalize that um, triumphs you've had successes failures like when you were ever you were like humiliated or you have like certain experiences through um you know growing up and through your life that you internalize and you say this this is who i am so deconstructing that and then rewiring it is what we focus on. That's so awesome. Yeah. And that really li is in line with like what I've been doing myself personally. Um, prior to meeting you, we've only known each other for what, like three, four months, maybe I think. Yeah. Right around, right around that area. So, um, yeah, just going back in, like basically getting into the, the blueprint of your mind and deconstructing it and knocking down those limiting beliefs, knocking down the things that you were taught to, to think and feel and basically setting the rules for your own life and what, what feels true to you and you know, how you want to go about living your life, which is really awesome. So how did you get into the field of like self image coaching? Like, was it a calling? Was it something that you kind of stumbled into? Like, how did that come mm. to be? That's beautiful. So, um, the story that I'll share with that question is, uh, I started in, in entrepreneurship and when I got involved in the beauty industry and in entrepreneurship, um, it allowed me to get into personal development because your business only grows as much as you've grown within, or mm -hmm. at least it will only last as long as you have done the work within. A lot of people have these, you know, these really fast, crazy skyrocketed moments, but it doesn't last because they haven't done the inner work. Mm -hmm. um, that's my belief. I agree. But I think that, um, so I got involved in the beauty industry and I would like see clients and then I started to, pick up on and notice certain things about people because I had this desire to want to help women which is why I got um, involved in the beauty industry and I'm like I want to help people feel good and I'm going to do their eyelashes and they're going to love <laughs> it and it's going to be great and then I started um, realizing more about my gifts as to why I was drawn to help women and then I started noticing when I was working on myself like I was able to help them because I was sharing what I was learning and I was, a, I was growing my business. And as I was like growing as a leader because I got involved in network marketing um, and as a different vertical along with my beauty business, I like saw how, how what I was learning I could apply to my own business. Um, and mm -hmm. then women and how they would respond to me, it's like they'd come back and they'd be like, you helped me so much. And then we would like process together while I was like doing the service. I'm sure that when you were doing like what you were doing you probably noticed because like you're a deep like intellectual person you probably realize man the people like that are taking good care of themselves on the outside probably weren't always the healthiest on the inside so that's probably why you felt like called to like help them um but yeah so what are some of the biggest things that you notice with people like in today's age with everything going on that they struggle with the most in regards to their self-image because it, it's hard like the comparison syndrome 
and all the things that are going on around us, like we never feel like we're good enough. Like we don't feel worthy. So what are some of the things that you notice with clients that you work with Mm, that have been challenging for them? You hit it right on the head. It's like a lot of people don't believe that they're worthy of something. And I think when we're um, comparing ourselves to others and it's making us feel bad about ourselves, it's like that's a choice because the biggest limiting belief we have is is that we're not worthy of love or that we we can't have something and the human every human is capable and it might take you a little bit more or a little bit longer a little bit more effort to get there than someone else but i believe that we are all capable of living an abundant life and that means love that means in relationships that means in business that means in connection that means in purpose Mm -hmm. And so I would say the the number one thing when it comes to the self-image is that limiting belief that I'm not worthy and um, how that correlates with the self-image is because the self-image is our self-concept. Remember, it's it's how we who we think we are. And so when, you know, you break that down, you really start to realize like, oh, so many of us are doing things just to get external validation. And Mm -hmm. and it's not real. It's not real. And that's why people are just like wanting this instant gratification it's very fleeting because you you long for something and then you finally get it right you get the money you want the love that you want and then what happens right after that is you become used to the stimulus the external stimulus and then it just becomes normal and then you're looking for that next fix you're looking for that next thing you're looking for more money you're looking for the nicer house you're looking for the better looking spouse you're looking for you know whatever it is that you're looking for you're always in a search for something else and it's always coming from a place of lack from what i've noticed Mm. but worthiness is huge if you don't feel that you're worthy of something personally speaking i you find a way to basically ruin things for yourself you self-sabotage yourself when you don't feel you're worthy of it and for a lot of people that usually comes from a young age they don't feel that they're worthy of love they don't feel like they're worthy of attention and you were kind of mentioning that to me earlier you're the young or the ninth out of 10 kids mm-hmm. right so tell me how that kind of impacted your life and like how you grew up and how that kind of shaped your young adult life yeah so i was um the black shape <laughs> that's i'm not that now i'm just like a shining star and i just love everybody and i'm grateful for my family and all the experiences and the, the diversity that they showed me of a lot of what i don't want but also what i do want um so i'm ninth out of ten kids and i was raised to believe that you you know that you had to earn love that was that was it because it was through religion it was through how i was responded to and i know that my parents did the best that they could and i love them um, and I don't, um, I know that, that we co-created that experience for me to realize um, the power that comes from self-love, from self-empowerment. I mean, when you can be there for yourself and you know to your core you're worthy of whatever and you act from that space, that's the real juice. It is. It really <laughs> is. Like when, you, when you're self-empowered from the inside out, you don't live and die by the expectations of others. You don't live and die by the compliments of others. You don't live and die by anything, the judgment of others, right? You don't live in accordance to what they think. You don't live by their rules, even when it is your loved one. And I think a lot of people deal with that mm-hmm. is your parents have this grand idea. They want you to be this amazing thing by their definition. They want you to be the doctor, the lawyer, the whatever right they want you to be all these great things but at what point do you have to put yourself first and say you know that's not what i want Mm -hmm. and you know like i i personally dropped out of college because i didn't like sitting in a classroom like i didn't like 
learning about European history, like that just wasn't what intrigued me. Like what intrigues me is human, like human performance and optimization and how we can navigate through life better. And tell me more about like when you were younger, like when you made that decision, you're like, cause obviously that's a tough decision to make. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm different than all mm-hmm. my siblings and I'm not going to be living by the way my parents want me to live. Like that takes a lot of courage to do that. So tell mm-hmm. me about like what that experience is like for you. Yeah, I would say a lot of like my younger years, it was like you just follow the crowd. Like we would get in the van and my dad would like have us number off to make sure we were all (laughs) in the van. (laughs) So we weren't left at like Chuck E. Cheese's or whatever, (laughs) wherever we went. And um, I remember, I remember, I remember always feeling like I was different and I didn't like that. I wanted to be like my friends because I wanted to be accepted and then um, obviously now I value the fact that I have like a different perspective on the world and I have like this big heart that I just want to share with people um, and I have my flaws too but it was when I was a teenager it's it's it, the biggest limiting belief that I wasn't worthy of love or that I had to earn love eventually my physical appearance attracted um, the closest thing that would be considered love, which is attention from the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. So I would seek validation from boys. Um, And then when I wasn't allowed to, because it went against our religious beliefs to hang out with boys when I was younger, I like snuck out. And so Mm -hmm. that was like the starting of it where I started to realize like, oh, like I can kind of get around this and I don't have to like hear about it. But then eventually that got out and then it um, spiraled into this really dark time that I went through um, in my teenage years um, a lot of like physical mental and emotional abuse um, and it was it was because my mom had fear it wasn't because she didn't love me and I know that now but the journey to understanding that has taken years <laughs> yeah no exactly and the thing is, is like the human mind wants it to be perfect right like your mom's idea of what she wanted you to be was like this this particular thing in her mind and when you strayed away from that like it, it incites fear it incites anxiety of like probably she probably looked in a lot of times and said like what am i doing wrong as a parent like all the other kids did exactly what we wanted them to they like they did exactly what we expected and then we got shelly who's like (laughs) doing the exact opposite she's like the little rebel child like what am i doing is my parenting falling apart like Mm -hmm. you really look at it from that lens but in reality it was just you exploring your curiosity and saying you know what like I don't want to live my life in accordance to what someone else says. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. Even though when you were that age, you weren't thinking, Oh, I'm going to be courageous. It was more like, no, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because Mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. And almost like probably in times like in spite almost where it's like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you're telling me to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting, but it shapes, it shapes a lot of like who you are as a person. It makes you individual. And Mm -hmm. one thing that I've learned is that the more, unique you are and the more you express who you really are the more freeing it is you become Mm. more free as a person so what are some common things that you see a lot of people run into nowadays like they come to you and they say Shelly this is going on and how do you help them fix it because I know you have a lot of like amazing processes and tips and tricks like you're the you're the master at those things so what are some things that you do that really moves the needle for people Mm, that's such a good question because there's so many good things that I could say. Like, I know like, we could <laughs> sit, we could so sit many. here for hours. I yeah. know, but what are some things like mm. as a whole that would hit the most people? Like, what's what's a common mm. thing that a lot of people deal with? Mm-hmm. Obviously, worthiness. How mm-hmm. do you help someone work through worthiness issues that mm-hmm. they're having in their mm-hmm. life? I think is helping them realize that they have the power. The, every time, most of my trainings, 
um, that I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of like mini trainings on IG. Um, but I love to sh- to remind people that like you have the power, you have the choice. Everything we do, we're choosing, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Um, you're choosing um, to be unconsciously reactive, or you're choosing to consciously respond. And that means in relationships with emotions and like how you're choosing to perceive a situation. Um, even if someone wanted to hurt you, if you give the power to them to be a victim, mm-hmm. you're giving your power away. Yep. And I think it's so important to remember that you have the power. So what I mean by that is you have the power to change your beliefs about yourself. You have the power to change the trajectory of your future. You have the power to um, change what you're doing physically, mentally, you know, emotionally and spiritually. You can even change your neuroplasticity in your brain by rewiring your habits by rewiring your patterns like people say Shelly but that just doesn't work because this is who I am okay so you're literally choosing to be in that reality Mm -hmm. you're choosing you're using your precious energy and your power to keep yourself stuck and if people could realize that they have so much power and they're casting spells on themselves that are like literally what they don't want and giving so much energy to who they don't want to be or who they're afraid to be or what they don't want to experience. It's like, damn, like what could we do if we flipped that into like, what do you want to be? You know? And like th- real quick, that just makes me think um, we've been teaching um, my bonus daughter Malia about high vibrational thoughts. Cause she's nine and she's been having nightmares and, and she's getting really nervous um, sometimes about going to bed. And, and it's really cool to, re- to realize like, wow, like we can shift the energy because when we talk about things that we love or that we're excited about or that we want, you feel it in your body. She gets so excited when we talk about puppies and like hmm. we talk about puppies licking her face and she like instantly feels better and I help her recognize that. So we all have that power. Yeah, it's really big being able to change your state too like and, and not attaching to emotions. Like one thing I think a lot of people struggle with and something that I struggled with personally is until you get that higher level of awareness and consciousness, which comes through different practices of like meditation and making conscious choices, reclaiming a lot of power, you attach to your emotions and you become the emotion. Like a lot of people, like someone cuts them off on the road or something, they become angry and then it, they become anger, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can honor and respect the emotion and let it pass through you, and then you're able to release it and say, you know what, that situation made me angry, but it's not worth my day. It's not worth my emotional state. So that's personally one thing that I've really you know, worked on and it's been really helpful is that respecting and understanding all of your emotions as a whole. Because I think oh. a lot, we look at a lot of things like anxiety and depression and all these negative, negative lower vibrational frequencies like they're bad mm-hmm. it's just the way that we frame them personally this is what i've come to experience and you may have a different experience with them is that when i'm feeling anxious it's am i looking too far into the future am i trying to control things that i can't control mm-hmm. am i um is it telling me is it indicating to me that i need to be focusing on something that i'm not focusing on mm. am i procrastinating am i putting things off am i creating anxiety for myself so how do people how are they better able to navigate through their emotions and not become the emotion to experience mm. the emotion and get what they need to out of it and then release mm. it wow 
You're so awesome. Building emotional intelligence is like something that they need to teach us in school. Oh, but yeah. there's a reason. There's a reason why it's controlled, right? There's a reason why emotions have been controlled for so long because emotions are really our guidance system. But um, a lot of people refrain from even addressing emotions because they're so afraid of them. Mm -hmm. Like so many people will avoid conversations and it's not the conversation they're avoiding. They're avoiding the feeling that might happen if they say what they're truly feeling inside. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, let me take you through a process. So, uh, I love this exercise and I've been implementing this in a lot of, um, a lot of my circles and like what I preach on social media, but, um, an emotional regulation tip to kind of help people recognize that they're being triggered and, and move through the emotion is a thing called storm. Um, so it starts with S it's an acronym. So S T O R M. So the S is stop and take a breath. And the breath is our anchor. The breath is what cleanses us. The breath is what gets us into meditation. Breath is how we can manifest. Like the breath is magic. It's a key to unlocking that space, that consciousness, like becoming more aware. Because so many people are feeling emotions, but they're not aware of their emotions. That's when they become the emotion. But if you can create the space, you stop and take a breath. That's mm -hmm. S. Then you have T which is tune in. So tune in and, and once you have that space where you're not being reactive and you're tuning in and being recognizing like, oh, I'm triggered here. Like that person cut me off and they really pissed me off. And um, But like when you recognize that, you tune in, recognize what you're feeling. And then O is observe your thoughts. So what are your judgments about what just happened, about yourself, about what's going on? Um, what are you interpreting this situation to be? And then R is redirect or reframe. And so like in our inner circle, we talk about um, creating like new habits. And one of that is like getting an anchor and getting like a reframe to anchor you in the moment. So you're not, um, you're not becoming emotionally reactive. So the R is reframe. So a reframe, for example, would be, um, you know, it could be something as simple as like maybe that person is having a bad day or like reframe like within yourself and say like, I'm grounded, I'm safe, I'm going to get to my destination mm -hmm. all as well. What I do with reframing is I look at the situation like I think about my life personally and the things that I've gone through and realize when I was unconscious how many things I could have potentially done that I really didn't mean. And I look at it from a place of I'm very blessed and I feel amazing that I have the, the vision that I do and the ability to step back and detach myself from people's unconscious behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I look at that with a lot of empathy. I have empathy for people where I'm like, your highest self would not have said that your highest self not would not have acted like that. And I have empathy for you because I understand that I've been in situations like that where I've acted out of emotion or anger or low vibrational frequency so you just kind of let it pass through you mm -hmm. and instead of absorbing it but anyway keep going Sorry. yeah no i love that and then the um so the redirect reframe can really be whatever whatever it is to get you back to equilibrium it could be a statement it could be recognizing you know that that everyone is divine and when you recognize the divine in everyone you're like oh they cut me off they must be like late for an appointment or something and you know really redirecting that reframing it um and then m is move into self-compassion and so that space that you're creating by using storm is creating the space the emotional awareness recognizing what's going on inside um, detaching yourself from the other person the situation and when you move into self-compassion that's when you're really learning to hold space for yourself and when you're holding space for yourself you can process through the emotion 
Sometimes you need to do like a big belly scream. Sometimes you need to uh, cry it out. Sometimes you need to just take to stop and really ask yourself, okay, why am I feeling this anxiety? Why? Mm-hmm. It's not the person that cut you off that that made you feel angry. Like our emotions and our triggers are from our programming growing up, most likely from our in our childhood. And some people experience like deep traumas as adults and those create like somatic markers in your brain. And then it's like, those are already there. So like the people that we're experiencing life with that trigger us, it isn't because they're triggering us. It's because they're pouring gasoline on something that's already there. Exactly. I always look at people like they're just mirrors, right? Like they just mirror what you need to learn. So some of the people personally that I've had the toughest time with in my life have actually been some of my greatest teachers and they didn't even know it. And it's been one of those things where like I look at someone and I'm like, I do not like that you act that way. And then you realize, shit, well, I used to act that way. I used to do that to people. I used to, you know, degrade other people or I used to not treat others the way that I wanted to. I used to treat people the way that you're treating someone right now or the way you're treating me. And like obviously karma and stuff like that, but you start, it actually reinforces when you look at it from the, you know, a third person perspective of like, it reinforced it for me. It was like, I don't want to ever act like that again because it mm-hmm. bothers me so much that mm-hmm. someone would treat me like that, that I would never do that to another person. So instead of me taking it personally and being like, well, that person's mean, da 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 da, da and then me becoming that emotion, I say, what is this trying to teach me? And one thing, like at the beginning of the acronym, like you said, is, for me, the magic is in that second that you stop before you react. Like, it's not the words you say. It's not any of that stuff. It's you having the ability to stop in that exact moment and not react and say, what would like, what would the best version of myself do right now? How would they handle this situation? Is it worth blowing up on this person because they cut me off? And one thing that I've learned too personally is the universe has this weird way of like showing you that like, when you get mad about something like that, then it kind of like shows you, like I was reading this story, this guy got in the subway and he had two kids and this other guy was sitting next to him and he was saying that the kids were acting up and like bothering this lady and the guy leans over and he's like, hey, like you should grab control of your kids, like they're acting up. And the guy's like, I'm sorry, my wife just died in the hospital, like she had cancer. And in that exact moment, you realize that you don't know that other person's perspective. So you deploy empathy and if you take the empathetic route, it's it's way better for everyone involved, including yourself. Personally, that's what I've experienced. Mm, I love I love that perspective so so much because the last couple years for me have really been like getting smacked in the face with learning discernment um, because I was such like a free spirited like lover mm-hmm. and hip. I like when I woke up like years ago, I'm like love is everything. Love I love everybody. I love you. I love you. I yeah. love you. And then I realized like some people, um, some people are are not acting out who they say they are and it takes time to learn discernment but everyone is divine and they're on their path and when i am in my higher self like you explained and i perceive it that way it lets me have compassion and empathy for them um, instead of taking it personal personal or instead of even judging them yeah and one thing that i look at too is like i've got like friends and stuff and they're like they're they're improving and they're getting better a lot of people i know around me are getting better which means that i'm around the right people of course but um a lot of them they think that they made it and me as well like you you get to a certain point you're feeling amazing you're like oh i did it i broke through and i'm the best version of myself i could ever be and then you realize there's another level to it and there's there's a good chance you're gonna take a step back too because you kind of coast a little bit and you're like oh i'm good i made it and then you regress a little bit 
and you're like, oh, where was that magic at? And then you find out there's another level to it and you just keep going. So mm. just understanding that everyone's like on their own journey. And one thing that's really helped me a lot is like always looking at like, I look at someone and they, I see the reaction and I can usually tell if it's unconscious or not. Right. For the most part. Cause I always think like if this person was the best version of themselves, that they're having the best day of their life, do you think that they would have said that to you or done that? No. So obviously they're still working on something mm-hmm. maybe that they're aware of or not aware of. So mm-hmm. I think the big thing is just empathy. I think that's really big, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. Well, one thing about like you get there, like we would die if we had made it right like we'd be so enlightened that there wouldn't be a purpose to like life i think and so what i'm learning now after years of like learning uh, taking time to like heal and do the inner work and realizing um the more and more that time goes on that i actually know like a speck of sand compared to the entire beach that this universe has to offer us mm-hmm. it helps me stay humble but then it also helps me um learn now that like the way that i'm learning is different so like i love what you're saying about like viewing someone and and asking like is is that how they would show up if they were in their higher self no so it's like when you kind of tip over the edge of like being a student 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 and then you're in a leadership role like you you're learning in the trenches with how you engage with the world Mm -hmm. and like how to be a better teacher and and it's not about telling people what to do it's about holding that space of love and compassion and empathy and being a mirror for them and sometimes it's asking them questions or just like bringing to their attention in a loving way like hey when you said that like what was your intention with that like i I don't want to assume anything and like when you re- when you respond that way to people, they're like, wait, whoa, what? Like, yeah, what? It, it's almost like they're like, what's what's going on? Because it's like you're you're trying to understand. Like you to be able to be understood, you have to understand. You have to understand someone so that that way they can understand you. And I think a lot of people, just as a whole, we we were taught to like be very surface level with people. Like we don't know how to go deep with people. We don't know how to communicate on like a very deep intellectual level. Like you can't have certain conversations with pe- certain people because they're just not capable of it. It's not that they don't want to, they're just not, they haven't been taught how to do that or they haven't done the inner work to be able to be, you know, expressive of who they really are. And it's very, very surface level. A lot of people live on the surface and I think that robs you of a lot of fulfillment in life. I really think that to live a deeply enriched, fulfilling life, you've got to be able to feel your emotions. And you've got to be able to understand them. And like you mentioned earlier, like they don't teach emotional intelligence in school. They should. It's probably one of the most, I would say probably one of the most important things that you learn in your entire life is how to manage your emotions. Mm-hmm. Instead of becoming the emotions, understanding what is the emotion trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. What lesson is there to be learned? Because life is just full of lessons. Mm. And when you jump on, like life, life is your schooling. Life is your, you know, the universe is the ultimate teacher. Like it knows exactly what you're meant to learn here. Mm-hmm. So like you plug in and understand like, okay, I'm triggered right now. I'm having a hard time processing this emotion. Like I'm getting caught up in the past. Like mm-hmm. the emotions, like they store, it's been really interesting. The more and more deep I go with myself, like all these random memories are popping up and these emotions and stuff that I didn't even know were there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's been there the whole time mm-hmm. and like just learning to let it go through. I was um, reading a book called the untethered soul. Have you ever read it? Mm-hmm. Michael Su- Singer. Such a good book. If you love life, li- nothing is worth closing your heart over. Yeah. It's such, it's such an interesting book because it talks about most people when they feel an emotion, right? That's negative or something they, they don't want to experience. They actually close their heart. 
they like energetically close their heart off to protect themselves. But in reality, when you do that, it doesn't allow the energetic sequence to actually happen. It doesn't allow it to go all the way through. You actually end up storing that in your body. And then it comes back around through another person, place or event. And then you get triggered by it. And then if you keep doing that over and over again, that same thing that's been triggering you for the past 10 years is going to keep coming back and back and back because the universe ultimately is trying to take care of you and help you free yourself is the way I see it. Mm -hmm. It's trying to give you those experiences so you can let your heart open and let it go through you so you can move on and get past it. I mean, I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. Mm, that's so true. Um, definitely. And what that what that makes me think of is um, another little sequence that I'll share with your listeners that um, has really helped me. And it's called the emotional, uh, the circle of emotions. And so when you're getting triggered, you can use storm as like an emotional regulation tool. But if you understand this, this will really help you um, figure out what you can do if that process isn't working. So the first, so there's three steps in this circle. So the first step is a physical association with your emotions. And so if you think about it, there are so many physical associations once you start to pay attention and build awareness of your body and um, energy in your mind and your emotions is there's a physical association would be like if someone's depressed, usually, you know, their shoulders are down, they're looking at the ground, they look that you can sometimes yeah, see it bags under their eyes like this mm -hmm. they just look tired they look like they didn't sleep yeah so there's there's like the physical um look or physical association in that way then there's a physio physiological association which is still considered a physical association which is okay i feel guilt or shame um or i feel like nervousness in my stomach butterflies you know then you have you know tightness in my chest I have anxiety or your throat's closing off you know when you get nervous to say something and you're like and you're, yeah you're yeah. gulping down you know and then or like a hotness in your head would be anger so that's the first the number one is physical association so when you can recognize that um, there's a physical association with emotions then it helps you have more awareness the second step is the um, attention so where attention you know goes energy flows mm -hmm. so wherever we focus what we focus on is what's amplified so people who focus on setting their intentions with gratitude and setting good intentions for the day and, and um taking the time to really focus on the, the good things in life experience more of those emotions and then you have um the third one which is called semantics and semantics is how you interpret what you're experiencing um, emotionally or like what you make out or the meaning you put behind the emotion that you feel. So think how tr this is the this is what's so cool is if you can break out of any one of those three, you're breaking a cycle, an emotional cycle that's not perpetuating itself. So if you can like work out or take a breath or like change your physical you know, put your shoulders back, be more confident. Like if you can change your physicality, you can break out of like a limiting or lower vibrational emotion. Mm -hmm. If you change what you focus on. So instead of focusing on how much, you know, you're so depressed and nobody likes you and nobody loves you and you're not worth it and you suck and you're feeling all this heaviness and this heaviness won't go away and heavy, heavy, heavy. Right. If you say, okay, what am I grateful for right now? Mm -hmm. Yep. That shifts. And then the semantics, it's like, what is the meaning you're putting behind what you're feeling? Oh, they don't love me. They hate me. I'm not enough. Whatever you're, whatever the meaning is you're putting behind that, if you can shift that and say, and just see the emotion for an energy passing through you and not identify with it so much, you can break out of it. Well, I mean, you got to think of it like this, right? Like it's 2020. It's 
probably the craziest year we've ever had to record, you know, obviously from like a social level at the very least. Um, how is it that there are so many people that are living such a happy life, even though all this stuff is going on? How is it that there's so many people that are having a miserable time? It's been the worst year of their life. And it really comes down to that internal self and choosing. I choose to be happy every day. I choose to not go into the ditch as often as I can. Obviously I'm human, you know, it happens, but I make that conscious choice every day. Like I want to be better and I want to show other people how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I really think it comes down to, like you said, that internal dialogue, being able to understand your emotions more Mm -hmm. and understand, you know, if you're telling yourself every day, like no one likes me, I'm not worthy of love. Yeah. You're going to start believing that. And that's that hardwired programming. So that's where like meditation and gratitude, like my gratitude journal has been so important for me because right when I wake up, it's right to the gratitude journal. Cause the first thing I think about of the day is like, okay, what am I grateful for? That sets the tone for how the rest of the day is going to go for the most part, obviously, but meditation for me, and I don't know what your experience has been with meditation is meditation is my ability to detach from my physical body and allow myself to get into the blueprint of my mind and deconstruct those hardwired programmings of I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not capable of this. I can't do this. I'm not, you know, good enough, whatever it is that you believe. It's my ability to go in and say, I don't believe that that's not true. And one thing that I personally have done over the past couple of years, that's been really important is when I have an experience or I feel a certain way, or I have a negative thought, I take that time to stop. And I say, I don't identify with that thought or feeling. And when I do that, I immediately try to replace it with something else of a higher vibration or a better thought. I don't, I don't identify with that. Mm -hmm. That way you're able to detach yourself from that experience or that emotion or whatever you're feeling Mm -hmm. and then step into that higher version of yourself. That's something that's Mm -hmm. been really like helpful for me. Mm, I love that. And to, to go just a little bit deeper on the identity thing that I think it's important to acknowledge is, um, when you don't identify with your emotion, what does that mean? That means if you are identifying with your emotion, you're saying I am depressed Mm -hmm. or I am anxious whatever we put after the I am is what we experience. So instead yeah. of saying I am anxious, um, sometimes the logic can't be the emotion. So you could say I I am experiencing anxiety, mm-hmm. but you are not anxiety. And that's the identity thing I just wanted to. Exactly. A hundred percent. Like when you look at it from that, that perspective of like, I'm experiencing this feeling right now, but as a whole, I am so much more than this. I'm so much more than that because when you realize that you just realize it's a small part of you, it's a state that you're in. Mm -hmm. It is not who you are as a Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And all too often when you identify with I am like, that's how you get into trouble. That's how you become that crippling anxiety that can't function and can't talk to other people or that Mm -hmm. depression that keeps you in bed for 15 hours a day. Like you become that emotion when in reality, you're not that emotion. You're experiencing that feeling Mm -hmm. and you're just choosing to attach to it. Mm -hmm. Like you're choosing to be that. And it goes back to like to what we talked about earlier is it's a choice. It's a choice. Like, am I feeling this anxiety right now? Yes, I'm feeling it. But am am I anxiety? No. Mm what's causing me to feel this and asking yourself those questions in those moments, taking that 10 seconds to try to identify, you know, what the emotion is, why I'm feeling it instead of becoming it and absorbing it. That's, that's where the power is at. That's where that emotional intelligence comes into play. Mm. And that's how you have more consistent good days. Mm -hmm. I think because Mm -hmm. a lot of people have, I think a lot of people wake up every day and they have an intention to have a great day. Mm -hmm. And then at the first sign of something not going according to plan, 
boom, they're the emotion. They're angry. They're upset. They're sad. They're fearful. They're anxious. They're depressed. Mm -hmm. You know, they're triggered. Like they become that. And then the rest of the day goes to a downward spiral. And then the next day and then the next day, and that becomes a week. It becomes a month. It becomes six months. It becomes a year. It becomes a life. And I think that we really need to, you know, step back and say, I am not that emotion. I'm whole as I am. And I think a lot of that comes back to self-love and worthiness. Because mm-hmm. once you know that you love yourself internally and you're worthy of a great life, you don't identify with those those lower vibrational frequencies and emotions. Mm-hmm. The reprogramming. And, and really, you don't need to be a neuroscientist no. to reprogram. That's Absolutely the thing not. is like, I think um, going off of what you were talking about, how people get uh, into this the the depression becomes their life not just one day one you know one month one week um is because they are waiting for a savior they're waiting for the system you know they're waiting for the codependency to kick in for them to feel better they're just defaulting to what they've been taught and so it's not about shaming anyone who is is doing the best it's like you're you're taught to go to college to get a degree to um, pay your taxes, to, to do this thing and, and do that thing. And you will be ultimately able to retire. And like the system and the way that it's set up is so um, enticing and people want to be enough. And so they follow that in order to, you know, get those brownie points for themselves. I, I think a lot of it comes back to lack of identity, right? Because when you don't have your own identity, you tend to do what's called the hurting method. You become everything around you, you become the people around you, right? And that's where people like us, you know, from our experience, we were kind of fortunate to say, you know what, that doesn't make sense. I'm not going to be like my brothers and sisters. Like, I'm going to question every single thing and I'm going to find my own way because not because we knew that's what we were doing. It just came natural to us. It's what Mm -hmm. we felt. We're like, that doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense. Like, why... Why would I live my life like that? That just mm-hmm. wouldn't be a fulfilling life for me. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you have for someone who's in a situation where they're having a hard time creating their own identity and they want to become something different? They don't know what they want to become or who they want to become, but they know that they're not happy with where they're at. Like, What advice would you give to someone who's in that situation right now? Mm, I would say... The first step to healing is awareness. Oh, yeah, 100%. The the first step to changing anything is the awareness. Um, A, that that you can. So if you don't feel worthy of love or you don't feel happy, um, do you believe that you have the power to change that? And I'll I'll tell you right now, I'll give you the get-out-of-jail-free card (laughs) that you do because you're living... And you matter and so many of us are waiting for someone to see our brilliance in order for us to be enough and unfortunately because we live in such a self-absorbed society and a me 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 look at me look at me people care more about themselves than they do you are there people like us you know like tyler like that care that genuinely want to see you happy and succeed and want to love on you hell yeah but when you're in a limiting vibration, everything's a vibration, everything's a frequency, right? So even emotions, like uh, they're on a frequency, like shame and guilt are low vibrational because you can literally feel in your body how that feels. And enlightenment and love are like high vibrational things. So where you live, you attract more of. People say, you know, I want to change these things about myself. But if you're doing it conditionally, and this is where the self-image comes in, if you're doing it because you believe that you need to do it in order to be enough, 
that is conditional so until you feel worthy of it and just choose like to believe that and it takes time it takes a lot of time right because like you can say like okay i'm worthy of it and then boom subconscious programming comes right back around and pulls you right back down so just know that you know it is a choice but it's one of those things where it's going to take multiple choices, repetitive choices, and you might make the same choice over and over and over again and may not see any, any improvement or progress or like you feel like you're not seeing any daylight with it. But just know every single time that you're, you're breaking from the old pattern that you are giving yourself a little bit more room to breathe. You're giving yourself a little bit more of an opportunity to, you know, get through that and get to that next part of your life, which is so much more enjoyable. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do that deep inner work or they think they're doing it and they're doing what they're able to, they feel like they're able to tolerate. But I'll tell you right now, and I'm sure you, you can agree is that that deep inner journey is not always pleasant. It can be very painful, especially mm. depending on your traumas and what you've experienced in your life. But here's the thing is if you don't deal with it at some point, you're going to keep dealing with it over and over and over again in your life. So you might as well just get it done and out of the way as soon as you possibly can. So that way you can enjoy the rest of your existence. That's just kind of the way I see it. And like, I, I love like being soft and gentle with people, but I also think that there's, there's an aspect of like, you don't have unlimited time. Mm -hmm. You don't have like, people think that tomorrow is guaranteed. They think that the week after is guaranteed. It's like, no, you need to seriously stop take a second breathe and say you know what now is the time to do it you don't mm -hmm. need to wait till the stars align perfectly mm -hmm. you don't need to wait till everything's perfect because guess what that's never going to come your mind's going to talk you out of it every single yeah. time yeah it's comfort survival yeah. mode yeah you you gotta be you, you expose yourself to the everything and you you become exposed and it sometimes it's not comfortable and it's painful and like it's okay though, because once you work through it, you come out the other side so much stronger. Mm. And then that's where your worthiness starts building up, right? It's like, a, like I saw your post today about like an emotional bank account. Like you start doing the things you're supposed to be doing and you start, you know, building on top of successes. Even if they're small, you're like, okay, I did that. I'm worthy of that. Awesome. I did this. Next thing, boom. You start getting that confidence and that momentum. And then you're really able to start taking on those bigger things, those deep rooted traumas and those things that, really pull you down into your lower frequencies and it just takes time and yeah. that's something we, we were talking about earlier is patience mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. everybody the way that the world works we were such like now 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 instant gratification like you know you don't want to wait for anything you want everything right this second and patience is a very very important tool to have i think so oh, yeah especially at the beginning of the journey when you get like the first shot of dopamine when you like do find self-love and you know what that feels like and you're like oh my gosh high vibration i want to be here all day but that's mm -hmm. not the spectrum of this reality um and nor nor is that sustainable so just have compassion for yourselves when you're going through another rebirth and um going off of that topic there's something really really powerful right now especially the last few weeks that i've been feeling so deeply with everything that's going on in the world and i'm sure that um you can attest to this being a person of light and a focus to bring more light and love and healing into the world that is my purpose to be a vessel to bring more love light um and truth and compassion and healing into this world and i know you feel the same way um before this year i was like yeah this feels so good when i'm in purpose and and it was more about me feeling good and realizing that i have the power to make myself feel good and then i get to help people do that like that's the best career path that's the best path that I've chosen but I'm realizing now more than ever that 
it like you said like we don't have a lot of time because time like it's not a guarantee like we could have a war tomorrow you know we could have crazy mm -hmm. crazier things happen than what's going on and it's so so important for people to wake the fuck up and <laughs> i'm saying this no. aggressively like you talked about like there's a time and place for compassion and love but what right now it's like you i feel this stronger than ever you anyone that is listening to this that has felt the calling to express themselves in a more creative way to lean into the things that are calling to them to face traumas to face certain mm -hmm. aspects it is because you matter because the light that you shine helps this world and it helps people heal and it brings more space for love and healing and and we can't we're two people you know and i know there's a lot of other people doing this work but like you gotta wake up because you mm -hmm. matter it's not just about oh live this awesome life i'm empowered i'm great it's like no like you matter because you light if we can light your candle then you can light a hundred people's candles mm -hmm. and if a hundred people light those candles like it is so important to realize the power that we all have and it's yeah. so crazy i just had like some gnarly deja vu right there <laughs> like like we've had this conversation before but it's so true. Like you matter, like you matter so much. Like if you didn't matter, you wouldn't be here. Like it's, it's, it's hard to believe though, because like I've been in those lower frequencies where it's like, you're hearing this and you're just like, no, that, that applies to everyone else, but me, but that's not the case. And it's not true. And everyone's worthy of love and giving love and receiving love and sharing love and light with every single person. And that deep inner journey is the only way you can do it because sometimes it, you can do it on occasion, and it's fleeting though or you become someone who is constantly giving and you're not your own cups never getting filled up and then you become depressed and you know people you know kill themselves and they have really hard you know mental mental disorders and stuff because they're always so focused on trying to take care of everyone else but basically what i'm getting at is once you truly know how to keep refilling your cup and taking good care of yourself and you have that emotional awareness and that iq and eq you can pick and choose when it's a good time to you know share your love and light with the world sometimes you got to have rest like i'll be honest like um i had like a quarter life crisis the other day like um in regards to time i was like holy shit like you've been wasting so much time doing other things that don't really matter obviously it's all part of the journey but it's like becoming aware of who you are as a person and realizing like right now is when the world needs people like us more than ever. They need people who are going to come forth and, you know, sacri sacrifice their life in a way of service of mm -hmm. others and showing mm -hmm. others that life is worth living mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people on the planet. I would say more, more people on the planet probably feel like life isn't worth living than it is mm -hmm. worth living. Mm -hmm. And we got to tip that scale. Ooh, and yeah. just knowing that every single person matters, like you make that difference in one person's life. And then they end up saving that person who's about to jump off the bridge who didn't think their life was worth it. Mm -hmm. Like the way you affect one person can affect thousands of others. Yeah. It really can. The ripple of impact it is what is. it's called. And, and you know, what's so interesting about what you just said that I'm, um, I'm just deeply resonating with is the fact that you're human and you, we will express like that we're human and we still have these emotions that we experience. I just want to say that we both Tyler and I <laughs> experience dark times and you called it, you know, I fall in the ditch. Let's rewire that because I, the last like few, the last month or so, like I've been going undergoing a deep transformation and I don't vocalize this a lot, but like I have been in a dark cocoon mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I have been feeling things that I don't want to feel. And most people don't see that. Most people don't see your path that you walked to get here. Mm -hmm. The things that you had to face to live another day, to have what you have and be where you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important for us to like recognize and have um, the listeners recognize that we're just humans too. And if we can do it, so can you. Exactly. And just know that like, like for example, last week, like I went through like a really big transformation process on a few different levels and like I slept a bunch like, and I like, it's weird because I'm like a go, go, go type of person, but I like literally, I was so tired, like all day, like I'd sleep nine hours, then wake up and do a little bit of things and then just be tired again automatically. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, it's weird because it's not food. It's not sleep. Obviously I'm sleeping well, this is completely energetic. There's old energies that are moving through my body that I'm releasing and respecting and honoring that and knowing that you don't have to keep going all the time and be like a thousand miles an hour because you do that. That's how it leads to burnout. So again, just be creating that awareness. That's the biggest thing. The, the best gift that we have in life that we can ever be given or give to ourselves is awareness because you cannot expect what you do not inspect. You have to know what's going on internally. You have to know what's going on in your life to be able to make those changes because I think a lot of people go blindly for a long time. And I think that people like Shelly or a lot of other people that we know, like, I mean, we're the ones who bring the light into those areas for those people and guide those people who are blind through the dark. And it's not something that like, we, we don't do it from a place of like on top, we do it from the front. We're leading from the front. We want to encourage people to take that deep voyage in themselves. So then that way they break through the other side and say, holy shit, life is worth living. I'm so grateful. Who can I share this with? Who can I give this to? Mm -hmm. Like, I want everyone to experience the things that I've experienced. And it's not just like the high euphoric times. Cause like, like you mentioned before, like when I first started having those experiences and getting those rushes, I'm like, yes, this is how I want to feel all the time from sunup to sundown, you know, eyes, eyes open to eyes closed. I want to have this euphoric feeling of just like, just being on top of the earth. And in reality, that's not part of the process because if that was the norm and that happened all the time, that would become your normal state. And eventually you'd become so used to the stimulus of that, that you would, it would just become normal and it wouldn't be exciting. So you got to have those, you know, those lows to get those highs and mm -hmm. it's okay. And, but one thing I've learned is the more lows that you go through, the better you are able to navigate through them. Mm -hmm. That thing that would take six months for you to work through, you can get through it in a few days because you, you've equipped yourself with mm -hmm. the right internal dialogue. You've gone in and rewired yourself and you're saying, what is this trying to teach me rather than mm -hmm. becoming it? And mm -hmm. it's really, it just takes time. It takes a lot of patience. You have to deploy so much empathy, self-compassion, love. Like mm -hmm. you have to do all those things and. I think it's hard for some people. So what, what are some things that people can do that can immediately increase self-love in their life or self-compassion if they're having a hard time with that? Cause I'm one of those people like before, like I felt like I wasn't worthy of love. Mm -hmm. My parents divorced. They weren't really around a ton. My mom's an alcoholic. Like I just felt like this huge void in my life. Like my romantic relationships weren't great because I was trying to seek love from the wrong people and mm. what can you what can someone do who's just like down in the dumps consistently or even sometimes what can they do to deploy more self-love and compassion into their life to see an immediate difference oh that's so beautifully um expressed in your journey and, and it's so cool to see you just being a beautiful butterfly transforming <laughs> into like all of transcending the pain and the suffering into that um 
I would say that the biggest thing for me personally, and this is what I teach in the inner circle, is creating uh, a daily practice, a daily ritual. So self-love is a daily practice. You don't get there. You know, just like we talked about, like wanting to get to a destination, um, buckle up because you got to live your life and it's going to be a daily consistent effort to get you to where you want to be. But if you have patience in that and you really realize that you are worth it, then you can change your habits and you can implement like rituals. I like to call it a ritual because the word ritual just makes it like so fun for me. Mm-hmm. So like in the morning, I do a morning ritual every single day. And and sometimes I change what I do in the ritual, but here are some examples. So I do something called mirror work and it can seem really silly to people, but this is really important in learning how to connect with your own soul through um, eye gazing in the mirror and telling yourself that you love yourself. I challenge you to try it if you never have um, and see what comes up. Some people cry. Some people can't even like take themselves seriously. Sometimes they laugh at themselves. And this is where you start to build awareness around your own relationship with yourself. Um, And then you can build on that. So one thing that I've noticed is when I'm not feeling great about myself or I'm feeling a little bit more depressed, um, my body language is that way. Like I look down, I don't look in the mirrors. And so like I force myself. Same. Yeah, I I force myself. I will not look at myself in the mirror. Like when I'm not feeling good, I literally like turn away. I bypass it. Like, and you don't even realize you're doing it until you, you know, go a few days without looking yourself in the mirror. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, holy crap, I haven't even seen myself in a minute. And you can even look at yourself in the mirror without looking at yourself. If that makes sense. Like, Yeah, it's so I would say um, so take a few deep breaths. Uh, you can, you know, do it with the door closed so no one bugs you because it's a little bit vulnerable at the beginning. But um, mirror work is really important that I've recognized in changing um, my self-image and, and really instilling um, more into myself that I want to see. So when you're looking into your own eyes and you're really connecting, you don't need to even say anything. You can just feel what's coming up for you and journal it mm-hmm. and do that every day. But tell yourself you love yourself every day. Try it for like 30 days and see how you feel. So that's a really simple, practical tool. Um, I do meditation, but let me tell you the word meditation was like a loaded freaking word. I'm like, I cannot meditate. So I had to like ease into it, you know, and like, you know, kind of dip my toe in the water, so to speak, before learning how to fully meditate because I didn't have like the attention span. (laughs) I would like go in my mind and I'd be like, Shelly, stop thinking. You're thinking about something. Oh, you're not meditating. You said you were going to meditate, but this is too hard. And, you know, literally taking that moment when you catch yourself doing that and you catch yourself wandering and snapping yourself back into that present moment, Mm -hmm. you're literally like it's meditation. Like I like to call it as like a bicep curl for your brain. So every time you catch yourself just floating off into space like that, it's okay to float, but then you need to realize like, okay, back to the present moment. And Mm -hmm. when you're doing that, you're literally just Mm -hmm. giving yourself reps Mm -hmm. because all meditation is, is basically training your brain for me at least is to pull myself back into the present moment. Mm -hmm. The focus on the present moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And there's many different forms and kinds of meditation. I Mm -hmm. think people can, you can go to YouTube and you can look up great stuff. And I would say that, um, Michael Seeley does amazing hypnosis meditations that I just started doing. Um, you can just look him up on YouTube, just mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, here's the thing is like when I started meditating, I didn't even, I just laid down. I didn't look anything up. I didn't do anything. I just, just laid there. Wow. And it was really weird. I did it for like seven minutes and then I did 12 <laughs> minutes and then I was like, and then it started turning into 20, 18, like 18, 20 minutes and then 25 and then 30. And then it's like, 45 minutes and then an hour like wow. and you just keep getting better and better at it but you don't have to go seek it from someone else it's like 
just do it. Just lay down. Even if you're not really meditating, just giving your body that rest throughout the day, Mm -hmm. that 15, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't normally give it, Mm -hmm. you'll start finding your own way to meditate. I would also say for me, how I got into meditation was through my breath. So, um, Mm -hmm. because my mind would wander, I would, I told myself, okay, my meditation today is I'm going to take 30 breaths without stopping like in and out like three seconds in three seconds out three seconds in and so about like the fifth breath i would start thinking about like my to-do list that day and then i just forced myself to sit there and breathe into it and then i was able to lead into it um that way and so i would say um there's other forms of meditation like different types that you can listen to and like be guided through Mm -hmm. while sitting but you can also meditate through dance People get mm-hmm. lost in meditation with like artwork, yoga, yoga, walking. Um, Joe Dispenza does that walking meditation where you basically you meditate as you're walking and you focus on stepping into your new self. Like you close your eyes, then open your eyes and step into your new self. Wow. I love that. But yeah, yeah, there's so many different ways to do it. And that's one thing, too, is like a good spiritual coach or leader is never going to sit there and tell you, you have to do it this exact way. Yeah. They're, they're going to say this is what I've done that's worked for me. This mm-hmm. is what hasn't worked for me. And mm-hmm. anyone who's a good spiritual coach or life coach or leader, whatever, like whatever they are, they're never going to condemn you for something that works for you. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not harmful, mm-hmm. of course, they're going to go, okay, why for me, if I, if someone's doing it one way that didn't work for me, okay, what do you do that makes that work for you? Mm-hmm. Maybe I, maybe I'm not understanding it correctly and maybe it's something that I would benefit from. So mm-hmm. it's just understanding but again, like there's ways and there's a lot of amazing people that put content out on like how to meditate properly, how to create good self image. But sometimes your life and you're going to be your best teacher, you know, mm-hmm. you know yourself the best mm-hmm. and like your, your set of circumstances are different than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. But when I released, when I released the, cause I like, I would get distracted or say this is too hard because I'd be so focused on like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing yeah, this exactly. right? That was like the running script in my mind and, mm-hmm. and not just in like meditation or spirituality. It was like, am I doing this right? And in this relationship, am I doing this right? And it was like, eventually I had to realize like, dang, like I got to just find what works for me yep. and then I'll go from there. You define what's right. And I think that goes back to like how you were raised and how we were raised is like, is this right? Is this right? And you're, and you're doing it in a place of, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't, I want to be approved of. I want to like, Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But in reality, it's like you define what works for you. You define what works the best. Like for me, like some people can't lay down and meditate. They fall asleep. I like to lay down and meditate. Mm -hmm. I like to sit up sometimes. It's just what I'm feeling in that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And nobody, one thing that's been really empowering just in my life as well is like, and I'm sure you're the same way. You don't like being told what to do. I, I don't do well with authority personally. Like I have a hard time working for other people mm-hmm. because like, especially when they like micromanage and stuff, cause it's like, I like to think I know what's best, but I'm also open to being taught as well. So it's mm-hmm. like, let me experiment. And sometimes like for me, like the ego gets in the way. Right. And you learn through experience. Like you do something wrong. You're like, okay, I should have done it this way. But <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, yeah. and that's part of self love and compassion too mm-hmm. is like knowing like you got to try a bunch of different things you got to taste a bunch of different things to figure out what you like mm-hmm. you know sometimes your taste change too like you maybe something you didn't like before or like a way of meditating you didn't like at the beginning you're more capable of doing it now so you actually really like it so mm-hmm. not being afraid to go back to something just because you chose before that it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't working you know yeah i love that i think the, when you have a more open mind too it's it's good to kind of recycle through uh-
So I just want to add one more thing uh, to what we were saying about the habits and creating that daily ritual. So um, the meditation, the mirror work, uh, something that I love to do is gratitude. I also like to do journaling and an exercise that's called the through me exercise. So if you're having any difficulties come up or like you have like um, questions or that you're like curious or, or you're like um, wanting to connect with your higher self to get um, inspiration or to get like divine um guidance on the situation i write the question at the top of the paper and then i tune in like i close my eyes i breathe and when i'm feeling centered i literally just write and sometimes it doesn't make sense i literally unload my entire brain no one's gonna read it no one's gonna look at it and literally that's how self-image beauty came through to me where i changed first my beauty business um to self-image beauty and then it transformed into self-image coaching and then it's like this whole thing and it was basically um, a, a situation I was experiencing at the time where uh, with a certain individual, a co-partner that I was sharing a space with for my business and I was outgrowing that partnership. And so then I was like, you know what, I need some guidance. And I, I was like, you know, what what's next for me? And it was like self-image beauty. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, but it was like so cool. So if you want to play with the universe, you want to play with your higher self, you can use that uh, through me exercise with your journaling um, to just get it out and sometimes it doesn't make sense and sometimes it does and um that's something i love to do and then i set the intentions so what do you intend today what do you intend to like create with the universe more love more groundedness um expansion abundance you want to call in a money you want to call in a partner you want to call in like the perfect situation you want to surrender so those are some things that i do every day that increase you know self-love and groundedness and help me that's awesome yeah i love all of that um one thing that I have really leaned into a lot more, like what you just mentioned was like asking the universe for things and asking for it. And sometimes it doesn't always show up the way you want it to. Cause the mind has this like picturesque idea of like, I'm going to ask for this and then it's just going to show up the exact way that I imagine. But sometimes it shows up in different ways and usually more often than not, it shows up exactly the way it's supposed to. And so just knowing that it's okay to ask the universe, like you, you're not supposed to have all the answers. You're not supposed to have it all figured out and you're, you are co-creating with your, you know, infinite source and whatever created you. And I usually don't get into like, you know, what created us and all that. Cause I don't know for sure. None of us do. We all speculate and have our own belief system, but my belief is obviously that something created us and something loves us and it wouldn't just put us here to, you know, suffer or have a hard time it's putting us here to learn something mm -hmm. and to share things with others. So mm -hmm. if you're not sure, you know, on the path, if you've got like a split in the road and you're just like, I don't know what to do, ask the universe, say, what do I do? What's going to be best for me? What's going to mm -hmm. help me become the best version of myself? Mm -hmm. Show me, illuminate the path. Like you just mentioned mm -hmm. earlier is like illuminate that path for me, mm -hmm. make it very clear, mm -hmm. but you got to be open to it too. You got to mm -hmm. be open. It may not be exactly what you want, but it's going to be the right thing for you. So mm -hmm. uh, above all else, this episode is mainly geared around self-love, compassion, rewiring the brain, and just knowing that it's going to take time. Like I've been really going at it for almost two years now i would say um and obviously everything's led up to that time you know what i mean but like there's usually that pivotal moment and where you're like okay like i'm taking this seriously did you ever have a moment like that where you had that realization of like okay i'm, I'm doing this deep inner work and i'm mm -hmm. just gonna go for it yeah it actually happened uh, it kind of sounds funny but it actually happened in a business uh call that i was having with my mentor and one thing i didn't mention in this episode find people who who inspire you mm -hmm. um or that you that can mentor you because 
um, that will really help you um, and they can instill belief in you. And I had a mentor, his name was Justin Prince. He called me one day and I had a choice. I was kind of aware, kind of not, but then I like wanted this shiny object, which was like a certain um, ranking in the company. And I'm like, if I do this thing, then I'll get it. And um, I know that they don't normally allow like us to like, you know, do this, but like, do you think that they'd make an exception? And he literally said this to me. He said, Shelly, when, when are you going to, to consciously decide the leader that you want to be? And I think at that moment, I was kind of just defaulting, like kind of in the feel goods, kind of, you know, walking my path of like wanting to help people, but with an agenda, but then also in my ego, but then also manipulating situations because I wanted it to turn out in my way and, and knowing what to say to people to get get it my way. And, and, and I think that we can ask that question, like ask yourself, like what type of person do you want to be? And consciously align your actions, your words, your thoughts, mm-hmm. and your decisions with that. Because there's certain things that I could have taken or, or opportunities that I could have moved forward in that would maybe on the outside make me look ahead. But it's a compromise to my values and who I really want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was that moment that, that I really was like, holy shit, like I got to choose to be what I say I'm being. Mm-hmm. And and then allowing myself to just stay true to that. Mm-hmm. And I think one very powerful tool that gets overlooked is our words are our magic. Like our ability to speak is something that's very unique. Like humans, I mean, obviously other animals can speak and communicate with themselves, but we're able to communicate on a much deeper level than anything that we're aware of. So knowing that your words are your magic, they either create or destroy and that your word and your integrity is so important and it builds you up or tears you down internally. When you say you're going to do something and then you follow through on it and make it happen and execute on it, you gain confidence. You gain, you gain good self image, good self esteem. But if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you're not only is the person that you've made the promise to going to tear down your self image, rightfully so you're going to tear it down yourself. So just knowing that your words are your magic is really important. And we have those defining moments where we're like, I want to be a leader or, you know, for you it's like, I want to be a leader, but what kind of leader? Because there's leaders that aren't good leaders. You know what I mean? There's in history, look at Hitler. Yeah. You look back at like Hitler or any, you know, other leader, like he was a a leader. He's a great leader, but not for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. He was a terrible leader and what he did to people, but his ability to lead was great. He convinced all these people to do all these terrible things. Right. Mm -hmm. Great leader, but for the wrong cause for the wrong thing. So you really have to think about that. Mm -hmm. And we talk about like the ripple effect, right? Like we did earlier is like you sharing that with me with what with your mentor just made me question okay what kind of leader am i what leader do i want to be so mm-hmm. that that's that ripple effect we talk about is when you can share that goodness that you've experienced with another person with someone else they're going to share it with somebody else too i'm sure somewhere down the road in my life i'm going to share with someone what kind of leader are you going to be mm, and yeah. that's how we create lasting change mm-hmm. in those moments and we share with one another and we collaborate and we share experiences and we empathize and love and hold space for each other and we just understand we're all just trying to do our best totally and what that reminds me of is um i was just finished this book by cindy dale called um energy clearing and she talks about the different types of energy attachments that we put onto and accept um in the space between you and another person and one of the energy attachments she talks about is the group mind. And so if you do find mentors, something that I notice that has been a, a process um, 
it has happened many times in my process is outgrowing mentors or mm -hmm. or learning and realizing that what you came to learn from this person you've learned and it's time to move on mm -hmm. and i think when it comes to like the cult mentality or what a lot of people are calling tribe these days where it's getting like diluted the word tribe it's like you work together as a collective to uh to to live and to love and to you know learn um and the group of mind is basically an ideology that's like a cloud over this group and it's like whether or not your values are aligned with the group mind um I, it's important to question the group mind because friend groups or mentors or groups mm -hmm. and, and beliefs, you know, there's, there's so many memes on Instagram going around that validate certain group minds. Mm -hmm. And it's important to question that, to really go within. And when you are in your intuition, like ask yourself, does this feel right to me? Mm -hmm. I mean, this year, this last year has been very, very up and down for me, like really realizing who people are that I've been surrounding myself with and realizing that the group mind that they hang out in and the codependency that is perpetuated, but is called love and light, quote unquote, that really is detrimental because mm -hmm. people aren't willing to say what needs to be said by not questioning that I would still be in it. And so it's important for us to question the group mind question and and really go within just because someone's telling you something and you deem them as a mentor doesn't necessarily mean mm -hmm. that it's right for you so only you know exactly and like i actually that kind of comes to mind i had a mentor and he's an awesome person i still respect him a ton um he taught me a lot of amazing things and then it started there started to be a divergence i felt like i outgrew that person um, and i learned what i needed to and i i got one core value that stuck with me as a whole is you know, not to focus on what it looks like, to focus on what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's really stuck with me. And that's like the message that I need to receive from that particular person as a whole. And it's okay to outgrow that, you know, and it's okay to redefine your relationships with people and not just to stick around just because, you know, I was attached to this person on this emotional capacity before, you know, what would they think if I left? What would they think if it, the relationship was different? I think that applies to all relationships, but with mentors specifically, you have to be able to, you know, love and respect what they taught you and say, you know what, I, I'm ready for something different. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm ready to taste a different experience, a different mentor, mm -hmm. or our values aren't lining up anymore. I agree with you on this part, but not this part. And, you know, I've learned what I've needed to learn from you and it's okay to walk away. And I, I heard this thing today, it was talking about, if you dropped a, a frog inside of a, a pot of boiling water, it would jump out immediately. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. I reposted it. Oh yeah. You, okay. It was you. Okay. That's <laughs> but, what, but yeah. say it, say yeah, it. So correct me if I'm wrong. It was, um, yeah, if you drop a, a frog in a boiling pot of water, it'll immediately jump out cause it, it senses the danger and that it's not like it, it shouldn't be there. Right. But if you put it in like lukewarm water and then gradually heat it up, the frog will stay in and it'll, it'll boil itself without even realizing it until it's too late. And I think that goes back. That's a good analogy for relationships around others. Like you end up in like a sketchy spot around the wrong people. You immediately sense danger and you're like, I got to get out of here. Like I can't be in this area for whatever reason, like whether it's like they're not good people or it's not safe or whatever, you immediately sense that danger for yourself and your highest good. But the real danger is being around people that are good for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, like you said, the group mind as a whole, it doesn't line up necessarily with what's best for you. And you slowly start boiling yourself and then you become mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, it's really hard to get yourself out if at all. So yeah, I was like, I was like, yes. where did I see that today? It was you who posted <laughs> it, but I, I love that. Like 
very rarely do I ever like see quotes or like stories and stuff. And I actually like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that makes sense. I yeah. like that. Yeah. But that was one of them. It yeah. was really awesome. So I'm glad you shared mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Yeah, I was feeling that today. I think that um, as sovereign human beings, we have no matter what agreements you've made to people in the past, you always have a choice. Remember, it comes back to owning your power on recognizing um, what is right for you and what's not. And really allowing yourself the space and compassion to change like you're allowed to upgrade your life and sometimes that means letting go of people and i know that it's difficult to face that and it doesn't have to be a bad thing you what like we face when we're afraid to have like crucial conversation um we we we're afraid to feel feelings that might come up it's not necessarily the conversation that we're afraid to have and so when you when you learn to have more emotional regulation you really start to tune into your intuition you get connected with yourself you realize that it's like not worth this the, your soul and 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 you did like the sacrifice to to settle yeah and i think the big thing is like is the way you frame it too right instead of looking at it like you've got a situation where you're like i don't want to be around that person because of this that or the other like i i, they, I just don't vibe with them anymore whatever you want to call it you say you know what i'm in a place of i want to grow and I love and respect that person for what they were able to teach me and give to me in that moment or that previous time. And it's time for me to move on to something else and share my gifts with somebody else or give other people my time or go find other people that can teach me what I, I'm obviously wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that one person on this planet can't teach you everything. Like, and that you're gonna learn different things from different people. And especially when you're young, you should you should sample that and taste that and get to know you know, a bunch of different people. So as you get into your older years, you can really fine tune, you know, what is it that really makes me tick? What people do I like being around? Like, what do I identify with Mm -hmm. rather than ending up in the wrong crowd in a bad situation and then, and then falling off path and Mm -hmm. having to do this like miraculous heroic job to get yourself back on, on path when (laughs) just listen to yourself, honor yourself. Like don't disregard your feelings. Don't ignore the red flags. Like, if you're feeling a certain type of way, like, like a good example is like, I have a bunch of amazing friends, amazing people in my life. Right. And, and I grew with them and they actually helped pull me through a lot of tough situations that I personally was in without them even realizing it Mm -hmm. on an emotional level. And I really have like catapulted myself to a different level. And I've tried to like help those people as much as I can or reciprocate that energy. But there's, there comes a point where it's like, okay, like we've, we've learned from each other all we need to know mm-hmm. and like you you redefine the relationship but in a healthy way because mm-hmm. i i see people all too often i'm sure you see this too is people want to go like with the nuclear option they want to go with the all oh, the relationships deteriorating and someone's trying to cling on for to keep it the way it was and then it turns in this huge uh, ordeal of like friendships ending relationships Toxicity. ending yeah and yeah. just blowing up and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that way mm-hmm. but it takes two people who are consciously aware that it's okay to grow apart Mm -hmm. and sometimes you grow apart from someone that you were close with and then you come right back and share what you learned and build an even better relationship with them oh i love that like that's one thing i've learned with a few of the people that i know and being gone and stuff too is like i've grown apart from some people but then i come back and i'm like oh you'll never believe what i learned 
And then they're like, oh my gosh, I've been dealing with that same thing. Or you share that information with them. Mm -hmm. It's like you go out like on this quest and Mm -hmm. you come back with all Mm -hmm. like the goods of the the (laughs) treasure and you're like, oh, look what I found. Look what I learned. And sometimes other people do that for you too. And it's an ebb and flow and people Mm -hmm. aren't meant to be in your life forever. And it's Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, this makes me think about that same concept, but with the self. So our identity and our attachments to who we think we are. Um, when they need to upgrade, like, listen, if, if something's mm-hmm. not working, if you're feeling, if you're going through cycles, cycles, meaning you're recognizing that you're in a certain place again and again and again, mm-hmm. like maybe ask yourself, like, what, who, what am I choosing to identify with? Like people get attached to their outward appearance. They get attached to this persona that they put on social media and they're like, but that's me. But like they're changing, but they don't allow themselves to like come through and not that you have to do anything about it externally. But I'm just saying like recognize that um, our attachments to our identities and our roles that we play Mm -hmm. for ourselves and the personas, it's like, uh, allow that shit to burn down if it's gotta to rebirth like the yeah. phoenix is the best example of like rising from the ashes as mm-hmm. like a new um radiant you know and there's a lot beautiful. of times too like in that personal journey i'm glad i'm really happy that you like turn that from external like other people into into the self which is really awesome is that there are times when it feels like you're literally splitting in half and you're like you're internally you're like you're like old self is like no like stay the way you are keep being this way like oh look at this distraction look at this thing that you used to love to do or look at this person that would like suck you in and then your new self's like no like not again like i'm not gonna let this happen like stay away go the other way you know this is gonna hurt you and eventually i think that's where people get to the point in their life where they get sick and tired of being sick and tired of their actions Mm -hmm. when you bring that awareness in you're like i'm so tired of putting myself into that situation because I'm the one who's doing it. Like, and, and that's the big thing is I was talking to a friend yesterday or the day before about like, there was a situation and um, this person was upset at another person. And I was like, here's the thing you need to take accountability and say that situation was my fault. Because when you take that accountability back, you take away the dagger that they used to hurt you with. Mm. Like you take back the personal power and you have all the control again. And so it's really big, just like, yeah, you're going to separate and divide. And it feels mm-hmm. like it literally feels like you're dying mm-hmm. on the inside. I don't know what your experience has been. Yeah, but- that's what I said earlier, how you felt like the the analogy where you're like, sometimes I feel like I'm going into the ditch. I'm like, let's reframe yeah. that because I feel like I'm going through a whole new awakening and I've been through many before. And so the ability to recognize that and have compassion and understand like, okay, this isn't because I am depressed. This isn't because I am this or that. It's because I'm like literally rebirthing the Mm -hmm. death and the rebirth and literally in order for us to continue to evolve we have to let go of the old 11 11 i would see that all the time but 11 11 is a new beginning a light illumination newness but that also means an ending of something because new happens at the end of a cycle an end Mm -hmm. of something and respect that process yep and i think i think really the one thing i'm glad you touched on that is the thing that actually makes change hard is the inability to accept and let go mm-hmm. not the actual experience itself or what's coming in the future mm-hmm. is people like will say oh, i'm fearful of what's going to happen because i don't know it's actually your inability to let go and respect and honor and release the past because the past is predictable the past is safe mm-hmm. right you live the same day and day in and day out like you're safe your mind thinks you're safe like you're going to die regardless so you might as well step into the unknown You know, and that's something that I've really had to come to terms with, like, is accepting my own death and examining it and looking at it very closely of like, 
I would rather die than not be living my purpose because you're already dead anyway. And I know that's like a very controversial statement. Some people would be like, oh, that's really out there. But really, like when you start getting more attached to your why and feeling and feeling yourself on a deep emotional level, like I would rather be dead than be doing something that I hated. Yeah. Which is what most word. most people do. Like <laughs> they, they live their life like according to like the status quo of what someone tells them to live their life and they don't live a deeply enriched, fulfilling life. And I'm telling you, like really think about it. Would you rather live a boring life that wasn't true and authentic to yourself or would you rather be dead for me i'd rather be dead Mm -hmm. i would rather not experience anything rather than you know live my passion wow because and it takes because it's suffering honestly when you're dead you're suffering man (laughs) it is like when you're dead because you think of it if you're dead right if you were to die like you're you're dead and i don't know where you go i don't know what that process is like because none of us really know but i know what it's like to feel dead inside and not be living your purpose Uh and feel dead even though you're alive like Mm -hmm. i don't want that for anybody i want everyone like vibrant and full of love and and collaborating with one another and making each other's lives better and doing anything that that they feel called to do that's going to make their Mm. life better for themselves and everyone around them yeah that makes me oh that i just Mm. got the chills that makes me think about um the book called Nonviolent communication by dr rosenberg and he talks about how we as a society have been talking a dead language and this is why emotional intelligence is so important in recognizing and learning how to vocalize what is alive in you mm-hmm. because that's, that's a live language and so instead of dominating in a dead language by like me needing to dominate a conversation or talk at you or like say what i think you are i say this is what i'm feeling right now and it opens up the door to like for live conversation that mm-hmm. cultivates connection that cultivates what we all truly desire is love connection and like like just that energy between you and another person it creates that vulnerability it creates that state of openness where you're able to explore in a safe way what you're feeling and i think so many of us have been robbed of that and i'll tell you right now here's the thing if you we want this to stop and we want to make generational changes it starts with you it starts with you right now because here's the thing like you don't like the way you were raised guess what if you don't do the deep inner work you're going to raise your kids a very similar way or you're going to raise them the exact opposite and cause a whole other slew of problems on the other end so Mm -hmm. consciously reparenting and reprogramming yourself now is the greatest investment you can ever make in your entire life because not only are you changing you and everyone around you you're changing your children's life their children's life and everything down the line and that's exactly what's going on in this world i think Mm -hmm. that we're becoming aware enough to the point where we're realizing that the system that we're in right now is not working for most humans it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't cultivate their own internal genius and who they really are it's not making them who they're meant to be mm-hmm. stressing out and going to work and then paying your bills and dying is not what we're here for hell no we're here <laughs> we're here for so much more than that and yeah. and i think that's where we're starting to see a lot of breakdown with everything and a lot of people are getting really tired of it like mm-hmm. i i don't necessarily love like i don't really identify with like old world stuff like we're stepping into a new a new world whether mm-hmm. you know people want to admit it or not or realize mm-hmm. it or not like we're stepping into a new earth very soon here mm-hmm. and that's going to mean a lot of different things for people but i'm telling you right now is the best time to be doing the work Mm -hmm. like there's not a better time Mm -hmm. to be doing the work and that's Mm -hmm. where we're encouraging those people to do that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. because like more than anything i love when people message me or reach out i'm sure you're the same way or like come up to you in person they're like 
what, what you said in that podcast or like what you told me in that one time, like, I don't think you realized like I was in such a dark place and like you pulled me out of it Mm -hmm. and like, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That's worth more than any monetary physical Mm -hmm. reward. Mm -hmm. It is so true. It is. And yeah, everything, every, I'm just like listening to you. I was like so present with that. I'm like, yes, 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 (laughs) yes, yes, yes. And, and, and just like, like, when it comes to the word, like, I think the word work can be like daunting. Like we have a lot of loving to do really. It's, 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 it, we have a lot of loving yeah. to do because love transcends all negative vibrations and pain and trauma. And yes, that doesn't mean that you're not going to feel things. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have to exude yourself or get mm-hmm. uncomfortable because that's part of expansion. That's part of, you know, expanding it's uncomfortable, but like you will fi- be so grateful that you did. So start questioning yourself about why you do what you do. Ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Why do I feel this way? Why, why, why? Like mm-hmm. keep going deeper. What is the root of it? How can you love that part mm-hmm. of you? And know you're going to feel so many different emotions in the process, right? Like for example, like you think like you wouldn't feel certain types of emotions, but like I felt, I personally have felt, um, I've experienced, I haven't become this, but I've experienced and felt anger of like, wow, I've been tricked and I almost feel like I've been duped in some ways of like, I was told to think certain things a certain way and it had to be this way. And I'm like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. And I can completely rewrite the script and I can completely rewrite the narrative. And this is my movie and this is my, and I'm the superhero in the movie and I can make the change, not only in my life, but in the lives of others. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if every single person on the planet did that, or even a fraction of the people did that, we would see a completely different earth mm-hmm. and that's what we're here to do at the end of the day. Like, I, I truly feel, cause I don't know everything, but I feel that me personally, I've in my life, I've reincarnated and I go to different places and help turn planets around and help them and make them a better place. And then I go to a different place and do the same thing. That's personally what I feel that feels true to me is there are people that come to places like earth and they help out and make it a better place and then they mm-hmm. go do it somewhere else mm, mm-hmm. and that's just what feels right the to me. roles the roles that we play which is why i think it's so so important for people to wake up and find that own their own like creative genius to to tap into their flow state mm-hmm. of um, what it means to be them which means first acknowledging that you've been programmed mm-hmm. in all the ways and the beautiful thing is you have the power to change it Mm-hmm. No one, unless someone is physically holding you down, you have the power. You can change yep. it. You can reprogram it. You can shift it. And, and you can be the person that you were meant to be on this planet at this time with a purpose. And that's the other thing, too, is like you're saying, like, unless someone's holding you down, there are people on this planet that are held down that don't have the autonomy to be able to make those choices for themselves. So it is the duty. And you should and don't look at this in a negative way. Look at it in like. I have the opportunity to make a change for those people who don't get the opportunity to make the change for themselves. Because I believe that every single person on this planet has the right to be able to do believe and experience whatever they want. As long as it follows one rule, which is that it doesn't impede someone else's ability to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I just think that the work that people like what you're doing and so many other people we know are doing is really what's going to make a lasting impact on this planet. And Mm -hmm. it needs it. It deserves it and every single one of you guys deserves to live an amazing life like such an amazing life and it all starts from within though it, it's you realizing that you're worthy of it and knowing at the deepest fiber of your being that 
I am worthy. I deserve love. I deserve to give love. And all the abundance is readily available. It's just me stepping through that door and changing the lens in which I view the world through. And just amazing. But we could go on and on. <laughs> I know we're, we're going to wrap up here. But how can everyone find you that's listening? Um, like, what's the best way to get in touch with you? What's the best way to get connected with you? Oh, awesome. So uh, Instagram, I'm on there a lot at Shelly May S S H E L L E Y M A E S. And you, um, you crush it on your Instagram, like every single thing that you do, like just like the way you present everything, like you're, you're so consistent every single day. You're always on, you're always posting new things. You're always learning. And it's really awesome to see that. It's actually been very motivating for me personally is to see someone who's really just like rocking it in this field because it gives me like encouragement, just like that lady that you saw on stage. Right. I look at you and I'm like, this is someone who I could like model a lot of what I want to do myself around because I agree with everything that you say like you you present it well you present it simply and you make everything really like user-friendly for people because it's yeah. a daunting task so if you can have someone who can really guide you it's really important so I appreciate you for that thank you you're welcome it's fun we gotta break it down because even for me I'm like some of these concepts are just so overwhelming I'm like how do I break bridge the gap so that's what i try to do and bring you tangible stuff that you can like incorporate into your mm -hmm. daily life and so um and then i would say uh if you want to check out the inner circle it's it's sib.academy so www.sib that stands for selfimagebeauty.academy and um reach out to me if you have any questions my name's shelly swenson on facebook but um i go by shelly may mostly because that's <laughs> my middle name <laughs> yeah no it's awesome um, and then one last question, as always, ask every single person on, what does it mean to you to be in flow? Mm, I would say it's for me personally, it would be um, a deep, a deep connection to the knowingness of who I am and being able to be a channel and an expression of that. I love through that. my voice and through my interactions with the world. That's awesome. I love it. I love getting those answers from everyone. It's always so different yet the same in some ways. And it's just like, I love it. It's the best <laughs> way to end an episode. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure that this probably won't be our last episode we do together, but if you guys love this episode again, take it, integrate it, execute it. Like it doesn't do any good if you don't actually execute the stuff that you're listening to. Mm -hmm. Essentially you're just wasting time. So just execute it even if it's one piece of information that sticks with you take it run with it and find a way to make it integrate into your life into a better way share it with somebody you think who would really benefit from it and then if you're feeling up to it leave a five-star review i'd really appreciate it but anyways we're signing off hope you guys have a great night thank Peace. you love a light <laughs>